Greetings. I'm Walford Kaufman. I'm the pastor of Southside Baptist Church of Gaffney, South Carolina, and this is our online sermon. Yes, this is what I preach uh, usually a Thursday before the Sunday, and this particular Sunday is April the 4th, 2021. So if you're able to watch this on Easter Sunday, what a great day of celebration. You may be able to watch this or listen to this maybe on one of the podcasts uh, later on, but it's still a great message. I'm starting a new sermon series, Can God Do That? And this particular message is, Can God Really Raise the Dead? So go ahead and get your Bibles ready. We're going to be looking at Romans 8, chapter, starting verse 9, 9 through 17. Romans 8, 9 through 17. What a glorious time to preach Easter. I mean, we know the message. Jesus died for our sins. He was buried in that grave. And on that third day, He rose from that grave. And we have such great hope. We have great promise because there's an empty grave. But I want you to be reminded that great hope, that great promise is for those who trust in Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. There are many people, yes, that know of God, but don't believe in God. There are people that talk about Jesus, but they have never invited Jesus into their heart. I pray that you've already done that. If not, it's very simple. Confess your sins and invite Jesus into your heart. So you got your Bibles ready? Let's go ahead and pray as, before we look into God's precious Word. Father, today, as we journey into this particular Scripture, is still that Easter message. That Easter message is not just for that one day, not just for that empty tomb, but because of that empty tomb, we have power today. The grave does not hold us back. Death does not have to bring fear into our lives. That today we have so much to celebrate. Not just what Jesus did, but because what Jesus does in our lives. As we trust in Him today, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you've got your Bibles, let's look at this. Romans 8, starting in verse 9. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to the, your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you have put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His suffering, in order that we may also share in His glory. What a beautiful word that we have there for us. 
And can God really raise the dead? Yes, but we have to have the Spirit of Christ in us. That is the key, to have the Spirit of Christ. What do you mean the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us? I mean, inviting Jesus in. We see this in Acts 2, verse 38, these words. And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We don't have to worry about a second blessing. We don't have to worry about this, a second gift. When we confess our sins and invite Jesus into our heart, guess what? We have an extra blessing coming, and that is the Spirit of God in us. And so, how wonderful this is. Yes, we have to have the Spirit of Christ in us if we're going to be raised from the dead. And then, I have to admit this, Yes, but our bodies have to die. Our mortal bodies. Those of the, that of the flesh can die. But see, the Spirit lives on. The Spirit lives on. In Luke 23, verse 43, Jesus, He was talking to that one on the cross. The one that believed in Him and said this, Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. I wanted to share that with you as an Easter message, but also I wanted to share that with you because you realize with that death, when we close that, those eyes, when that heart stops and all, we can be in the presence of God right then. I don't understand it all. Some say you lay here, you do this and, and all this. I just believe that when this, this body of ours, when we die, we're going to be in the presence of the Lord. And we can rejoice in that. But then we see in our scripture today that we have an obligation. Verse 12. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. Now, I want to tell you something. Most of the time, I don't like obligations. You know, obligate, I have to do that. Now, I don't mind doing things because I want to. But if you really look at this obligation, it's not that bad. I know like a contract. You know, you start reading the small print of the contracts. Oh man, it is so scary, isn't it? All the little things that you got to do. But if you do those little things, then guess what? That company, that store, wherever you bought that from, they have their obligation to you. See, God, He's got His Word. We have to have an obligation. So what are some of the things that we're obligated to do? Well, the first thing is, is to be led by the Spirit. To be led by the Spirit. And this is probably we today, in this day, this time frame that we live in, we're always fighting the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you know, some say it's a conscience. Some say, well, that's the way I was raised. Oh, you know, what it, I'm talking about when you let the Holy Spirit lead you. There where you find direction. There you find strength. There you will find peace in your life. Today, you may be a, a believer in Jesus Christ. You may have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But it's always your will and the Spirit fighting together. Can I tell you something? I can tell you right now, I can guarantee it at this particular moment, really forever, I know who's going to win. The Spirit is always going to win. So why can't we be led by the Spirit that brings us peace and joy and strength to live life? 
We need to be led by the Spirit. And then we see, because being led by the Spirit, we don't have to live in slavery. We don't have to be enslaved. See, most of us today say, I'm a free person. I can do whatever I want. Look at what you're doing. You're enslaved by sin. Look at, look at the passions. Look at the things you pursue. Look at even sometimes our laziness. Yes, I'll say that. Spiritual laziness. And we're enslaved. We're entrapped. We cannot have any peace because we are being led by ourselves instead by the Spirit of God. Today, Trust in Him and be led by Him that you don't have to be enslaved. And then we don't have to live in fear. Not to live in fear. Isn't that wonderful? We live in a day and time of fear. Now, I'm not a medical person. I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, a medical doctor. Nothing, nothing, nothing not like that. But I will tell you what. We live in a time of fear. Every time we turn around, every time numbers about the COVID-19 are dropping, this this coming. There's another wave of this. The numbers are rising that. We've got this to be careful about. I mean, I, I heard the great report that uh, a flu this year is down. Praise God. The number of uh, children that have died with the flu this year drastically dropped. All because we're wearing masks. See, that's not because of uh, the, the shots, uh, uh, vaccines for the flu. They said those numbers are down. People didn't take them this year. But because we wore masks. Now tell me something. Is there a chance that next flu season, everybody's going to be in mask again? Now I know, I appreciate a doctor that walks into the operating room if I'm about ready to be operated on wearing a mask. But are we going to live through a society where we mask up for everything? We're taking our identity away. Why did God create us with this face so special? And your face is special. And why are we trying to hide everything? Oh, because of this, the fear, fear, fear. Folks, we are fearing like, what's going to happen with our economy? Gas prices are going up. Uh, what about uh, with North Korea? Sending, I mean, I believe they've set off some other missiles. And what about this place? And that fear that comes. But when we walk in the Spirit of God, we have nothing to fear. Not even death. Not even death. And see, then we have an obligation to be guided to the Father. Guided to the Father. Now I remember getting home from school and, you know, I got in a little trouble at school and there's a note from the teacher. And I remember some remarks and you might have heard something like this. When your daddy gets home or being grabbed by the arm and led to my dad, deal with this. I'm not talking being guided to the father in that kind of punishment way. But when we're led by the, the spirit of God, we're brought into the presence of an almighty father who loves us and cares for us and desires us. He wants us to crawl up into His lap and to laugh with Him and to share our stories that He already knows, but He wants us to share that He cares that much for us and so we can celebrate. We have an obligation just to be protected and loved by God. But to do that, 
We need to be led by the Spirit. Also, another obligation is to live as a child of God. To live as a child of God. How wonderful on this Easter sermon message time that we have here that we realize because there's an empty tomb that God, I mean God, look what He did. He loved us so much that He sent His Son to pay the price for our sins. But then the, the power of the, of the Lord that Jesus walks out of that grave today we can be a child of God. See, if that stone was still rolled in front of that grave, if the bones of Jesus was still in that grave, I mean, the DNA of Jesus left from His bones in that grave, what kind of child could we be? Do we want to be that child? But because Jesus walked out, we want to be like Jesus. And we can when He comes and lives in our heart. Jesus lives in us that we can be a child of God. And see, that leads us. The, the Spirit testifies with our spirit. The te Spirit testifies with our spirit. That's when we can live together. No more fighting. No more fussing. That the Spirit of God and our spirit are like one. It's like a, a team together. Uh, I have some granddaughters, a bunch of granddaughters, and all. But I remember two, especially about the same age, when they were younger. Oh, it was a constant battle. I mean, they were always competing and fussing. Now, as they're in those uh, uh, early teen years, um, preteen years, they're the best of buddies. They get along so good. They have so much in common. And it's so nice to have them spend the night and they're not fussing and fighting and pouting. Instead, they're like one, which could be a trouble for grandfather. But see, when we're one with the Lord, our spirits are together. And also we see, to live as a child of God, we need to realize we are heirs of God. We are heirs of God. How wonderful that be. And I'm I just trying to, through the scriptures, trying to find all the different promises that we have. And that's maybe a good thing uh, for you to do after this sermon. It's just go through the scripture and find all the different promises about being an heir of God. Joint heirs with Jesus. Just think what Jesus received, we can receive. We can have his power. In us. We can have that peace in us. And that, here's a question. If God so loved His Son, that His Son walked out of that grave, walked out of that grave, will He not, for us as believers, those who've got Jesus in our hearts, will He not allow us to walk out of our graves one day? I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know how it's going to all come about. But I believe those, the ashes, they will come about. Those that have been buried to see will come about. I think all can, He raised the dead, yes, because Jesus is in their hearts. And so we need to realize that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. Let me close with a little story about something that I found about not too long ago. 
a lady and her sister. They loved their parents, but uh, it's one of those situations that uh, they thought their dad didn't have much money. Worked in a job, retired, been retired many years, and all this. But didn't think he had much. But then, when he passed away, they went to the lawyers to, to look at everything. And there the lawyer informed this lady and her sister that both of them had received $3 million each in their inheritance. $3 million in their inheritance. Now see, what makes it so bad is they never thought their dad had any money. And they had kind of lived their life. Well, I've got to do it on my own. I've got to do it this way. They worked hard. Now both of these ladies have $3 million each. And they're scratching their head. What do I need to do? What, what, how am I going to handle this? What am I going to do? So they didn't realize all along their father was taking care of them. See, we need to realize this. When we inherit, we do it when our parents pass away, right? When our parents pass away, and then we get it, but we've lost them. I want you to realize this. When we're an heir of God, God will never die. We're co-heirs with Jesus Christ. He will never die again. <laughs> Isn't that something? So what we have is, we have God's blessings that we can use now. We don't have to wait until our Father dies, which He never will. We have the blessings right now. You have all you need right now. Just think of all that you can do with the Spirit living in you. This particular Easter message. Celebrate a risen Savior. Celebrate that God is waiting for you. And these bodies of ours be raised, and I understand this process being raised, and then we're going to have a new glorified body and all that glorious thing there. But realize, most of all, this is wrapped up in love. It's all wrapped up in love. Do you love God with all your heart? Have you invited Jesus into your life? See, you can go to that empty tomb in Jerusalem now. And you can see all what we believe happen. But if you've never trusted Jesus, it's just a hole in a rock. But if you're a believer, you see that is such a promise. Uh, such a promise to live today. So today, I pray that you have Jesus in your heart. If not, invite Him in. I pray that it's time to rededicate your life. And I want you to start living. You are an heir of God. You have already have everything for you. You don't have to wait. It's there for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You today that we can start right now at this particular moment to start living in celebration of being an heir. An heir of You, Lord. You love us. You sent Your Son for us. And now, we need to invite Him into our hearts. We need to make sure to turn everything over to Him. 
And Lord, thank You for what You're going to do. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you'd like to discuss this more, or you'd like more information, or just to let me know that you made a decision, please let me know. My email is pastor at gaffneysouthside.com. Pastor at gaffneysouthside.com. Text me, call me. My cell phone number is 864-812-0073. Thank you so much. Have a glorious Easter. And remember, every day is a day of Easter celebration.